G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision. This is Andrew McLennan. Across the Western world today, a debate rages surrounding abortion. But what we need to remember is that this debate is not about a topic or subject. It's about people, little people, people that haven't been born yet, people who can't speak, they can't fight. They can't defend themselves, and they're being sacrificed all across the world today. Well, thankfully, there are people and movements that are dedicated to fighting this scourge on our modern society. One of these organizations is called cherishlife.org.au, and this Saturday in Mackay, Queensland, they're having a march against abortion and a march for life. And one of the members and leaders of this organization, Kiara Ross, joins me now. Kiara, welcome. Hi, Andrew. Thanks for having me on. It's our pleasure, Kiara. As I said, this seems to be a debate that is raging across the Western world today, isn't it, this abortion issue? It certainly is. I think it's one of the greatest scourges and human rights atrocities of our time. Yeah, it is, Kiara. And, um, but thankfully, there's people like yourself and, and Cherish for Life who are doing what you can to combat this evil, and you have a march organised for this Saturday in the city of Mackay, which is in Queensland, Australia. That's correct, yes. Um, so Cherish Life Queensland, it's a Queensland-wide organisation, um, and we are the Mackay branch. Um, so we've been running the March for Life uh, for nine consecutive years now, um, and it started off as um, a march in solidarity for our Victorian counterparts where abortion was decriminalised uh, around the time, it might have been a year before we started our march. Um, and then in 2018, Queensland's abortion laws changed uh, where abortion became legal up to birth for, for pretty much any reason. Um, and so now we continue to hold these marches um, in October because October was when the laws changed um, to... Uh, commemorate, bring to light the um, the horrific laws that we now have um, and just to hopefully help educate the public uh, that this is going on um, because I think it really is something that most people are unaware of. Yeah, it definitely doesn't get a lot of mainstream media coverage, does it? So maybe right, just yeah. for the sake of all of our listeners, and we are Australia-wide, but what are, you're in Queensland, what are the laws in Queensland now surrounding abortion? Just repeat those, please. Yeah, so um, essentially a woman can have an abortion for pretty much any reason up to term, up to the time of birth. Um, so uh, the technicalities are um, up to 22 weeks, they can have an abortion for any reason and beyond 22 weeks if there's a threat to the mother's physical, psychological or social health. Um, then they can. Then it, it's legal to have an abortion. But as you can see, those three reasons pretty much encompass any reason that a woman might have uh, to end the life of her baby. And you know, this could be something as simple as 
her um, relationship has broken down. She's no longer with the, the father of the child and so doesn't want to have that ongoing connection with him by uh, raising a child with him. So this has to be signed off by a doctor, am I correct? Yeah, um, my understanding is that it just has to be signed off by one doctor. Yeah, and in the name of human rights, like you said, the, the rights of the mother, uh, doctors aren't going to argue, are they? They're not going to try and convince um, no. a, a woman to, to not you know, go through with it. They're just going to have to listen, aren't they, and give her that right of choice. Um, pretty much, yeah. There aren't really a lot of protections for doctors and healthcare workers that um, conscientiously object to being involved in the abortion process. Um, and then on, on the flip side, there are many situations that occur where women feel coerced into having an abortion by their healthcare provider. Um, whether Usually it's because something may have come up in prenatal testing that's suggestive that the baby may have problems. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. And it's like you said, you, you called it the, the, the scourge of the modern world, but I just think back in history and throughout history, Babies have just been, um, yeah, just used uh, for all sorts of evil practices. Like in the Old Testament, there were cases where children were thrown into the fire and, and child sacrifice even seeped into Israel. And then we see, of course, when Jesus was um, about to be born or, and was born, uh, Herod, the king, had all those babies murdered. It just seems like it's just a reflection of an immoral society, doesn't it? Absolutely. But but the crazy thing is that you'd think with all the advances that we have that um, so, as a society we would be better than that. And I think outwardly we want to appear to be that way. And so our, everything related to abortion is kept very quiet. Um, and it's, it's not, as you said before, it's not spoken about in the media. Um, it's not really talked about just in social settings um, for fear of upsetting somebody. Um, and so this, this is really a silent, silent holocaust. And in fact, just to draw a parallel to the Nazi holocaust, six million Jews were murdered in, during the Nazi holocaust. Now, in China, there are nine million abortions performed every year. Um, and in the USA, there are one million abortions occurring every year. Wow. And, no, and a blind eye turned to that. That's, that's just awful. So 10 million children... Humans are being uh, murdered every year in just two nations. Have you got a worldwide stat? Um, yeah, I've heard of figures somewhere between 40 million and 70 million. So I, I don't know if there are very firm statistics on that, but uh, it seems that it would be in upward from the order of about 40 million abortions worldwide. Just, just awful. I, I think um, in the First World War, I don't even think that many soldiers died in the First World War. That, and you're saying this is happening every single year across the That's world. Right. It's just, yep. it's just awful, isn't it? It is. Um, and I guess you know something um, just as horrific as that, and, and something that most Queensland, most Queenslanders wouldn't realise is that. Um, Late-term abortions, um, almost a third of late-term abortions that occur result in a live birth, a live baby being oh, born. Man. And these babies are just left to die with no medical support intervention, no palliation. Um, they're just often left in a cold metal dish and just left to die. It's just awful, isn't it? And it is. It's just such a, a sad reflection on our society that we have allowed ourselves to participate in this and, and condone this legally? 
Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so let um, me ask Kiara. What? Sorry, what were you going to say? Yeah. I was just going to say. Um, you may have heard of there's um some a uh, uh, bill that's been introduced in the Senate um attempting to provide medical care to these babies born alive. And when they were looking at the statistics, they found that um in the ten years from 2010 to 2020, um in Queensland alone there were. 1,153 late-term abortions um, and that of that number, 328 babies were born alive and left to die. Now, that was the 10 years from 2010 and eight years into that time period, our abortion laws changed. So God only knows how, how drastically those numbers may um, be now escalating now that uh, abortion, late-term abortion is decriminalised. Yeah, just... Just awful. And Kiara, can I ask you what what led you into this area, or how did you get more actively involved in the pro life movement? Um, I, I've always been interested in this area. Um, sort of growing up, I was always interested in, in science and medicine. And being um, a, a Christian and a Catholic, um, I was always very interested in sort of moral ethical issues. Uh, and then I went on to study medicine. So I'm a general practitioner, um, and then sort of being on that side seeing women sort of presenting in crisis pregnancy and feeling like their only option is abortion um, because that's what society sort of presents to women as an easy fix. Um, I just sort of felt in my heart that it was an area that I really needed to become more active in um, to try and support these women, to give them more options. Um, But we're now very blessed in Mackay. We have a crisis pregnancy centre has... Um, started running in the last couple of years. They're called Hope Stream. Excellent. Um, yeah, so it, it's wonderful that um, now women who who are in that situation, they've got um, a tangible service that they can contact for support, whether that be you know just moral support um, or psychological support, but also social support if it's needed. Excellent. So good. And um, I love the fact that you're not only a woman of faith and uh, you know have a a Christian faith in the Lord, but you're also a medical practitioner, a general practitioner. So you're sort of coming up from both angles, which I think gives you great credibility, Kiara. Oh, thank you. Um, well, I think we just all need to do our part, don't we? Yeah, well, you're definitely doing your part. And you're doing your part on the home front too. Four kids, I believe, under the age of four. You're definitely, <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> you're definitely it's, it's pro-life at home. Thing. That's What's that, sorry? It, it's a great blessing. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely a pro-life family, but... Um, so tell me about the march this Saturday in case people want to get involved. Where, what are the details of the march, the March for Life in, uh, in Mackay this weekend? Yeah, so um, it's going to be held on Saturday, the 14th of October. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be meeting at 9am on Harbour Road across from the Big Banana, which is uh, a well-known icon in our town. The Big um, Banana. I didn't know there was a Big Banana. I knew there was one in New South Wales in uh, Coffs Harbour. I didn't know you had one in Mackay as well. Gee, they're everywhere, those Big Bananas. Yep. <laughs> they are, yeah. Um, and so we'll be meeting there at 9am. Um, we'll start off with a couple of speeches and then we'll be marching from 9.30 um, across the one of the major bridges in Mackay towards Caneland Shopping Centre and we'll be ending up at a little park across from Caneland Shopping Centre. Excellent. And you've also got a website that people can check out and it's Cherry cherishlife.org.au, am I right? cherishlife.org.au? 
Yeah, that's right. So um, we don't have our own local website, but we are part of the um, statewide website and hopefully they will be posting um, some details to that website. So if you do go onto that website, hopefully you should be able to find our flyer. It'll be on there, cherishlife.org.au, and that's also Meet at the Big Banana, 9 o'clock this Saturday, which is the 14th of October, obviously, at uh, in Mackay there, and, and make a difference in, in your city. That's wonderful. It'd be great to see many, many people turn up. Thank Ex- you. Well, Kara, we wish you all the best, and, and thank you so much for fighting this good fight, fight because you are fighting on behalf of children who can't speak, they can't act for themselves, they are, they're defenceless. And, uh, and they need people like you and me to, to do everything we can to protect them and defend their rights. Amen. Thank you. Thanks very much, Andrew, for your support. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.